Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Rodeo Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kiamari Rorda, and I am solo today. It's been a while since we've done one of these um, just with me because our Rodeo Kids leadership team has been killing it on the podcast. They've brought some fantastic guests to the table and to the podcast, and they've just shared so much awesome information, and it's been a fantastic opportunity for the kids to learn a little bit about public speaking and setting up interviews, coming up with questions, um, as well as editing and just keeping the conversation flowing because I got to tell you, this is not just a cakewalk when you just get started. You start to find out all these weird little things that you do, your ands, your ums, your ahs, and your buts. Like those are pretty simple. Oh, and your likes. But then you also start to realize your like all the weird little extra noises that you tend to throw in nervously or the long breaks or sometimes when you rush really fast. So it's been really fun to see them advance their skills. And if you guys have been following the podcast, you can probably definitely tell over the past five or six months how these kids are already improving. So that's one of our favorite things about the Rodeo Kids leadership team and the ambassador team is getting the opportunity to have these the skill set tested and grown and uh, blossomed and maybe they'll never go on with it but hey public speaking is always a good tool to have interviewing all of that because whether you're getting interviewed for a job or if you are getting interviewed for winning that gold buckle and chasing those dreams and slaying those goals you are probably going to be interviewed at some point in time so they've just been doing awesome and I want to give them a lot of credit been doing awesome I also just want to pump them up a little. I hope that they are listening to this today or or at some point in time um, to let them know how proud I am of them. This Rodeo Kids Ambassador team is not the easiest thing in the world. You know, we have a lot of different teams like you think about basketball, football, FFA, choir, all of that. But those are in-house. Those are things where you get to meet with the teacher or with the coach or with your team on a regular basis, in person, on a schedule. And we aren't like that. We have a schedule, but we're all virtual. We've got kids in Washington and Florida and just everywhere in between. So getting everybody on the same page and keeping these guys moving forward and working together is a challenge. And I got to give it to them. They are working through it. They are just seeing the growth and what it's like when you're really part of a team. And I'm really proud of them. Now, I'm not going to say it's been easy all the time. I'm not going to say that we've nailed everything. But, hey, that's life. We're not going to nail it every single time. We're going to go through some growing pains. And these guys have done it, but they're sticking to it. And they keep coming to the table with new ideas. And they keep working on finding new ways to encourage each other, to get to know each other better, and also to branch out and bring others in. So, I'm just so proud of them. It's my first year with the ambassador team set up the way it is, where it's a lot more hands-on as well. And so those guys are helping me. I'm learning just as much as they are, and we are doing it together. So for those of you who listen, I just want you to know this is going to continue to get bigger. It's going to continue to get better and continue to grow and provide more opportunities within this industry. And before we get started on our topic for today about the mental game and mindset and all of that stuff moving forward, um, I do want to share just a little bit about what Rodeo Kids has been doing and what we're moving forward with and what we could use your help with. 
So we all know that it takes a village and it truly does. Uh, one of the big things that we've been focusing on this year are providing more scholarships to youth in the Western industry to attend clinics, camps, lessons, and other educational opportunities. And we truly cannot do it without other people. Like I am one person, the leadership team and the ambassador team, those guys are kids that have a lot going on. And so I just want to give a huge shout out to those who have helped and who have contributed, those who attended our pasture golf tournament that we do for a fundraiser that's super fun and wild and crazy and so many fun ideas. Every hole is different. It's literally in our pastures. You might use slingshots or baseball bats or badminton birdies. You just never know what it's going to look like. But we had a great turnout and raised um, a little over $8,000 this year at the pasture golf tournament. And then we've had some just amazing donors and individuals step up to send in money and help us out. And that's truly what it takes. It takes a village to be able to provide these opportunities. Um, my husband and I work really hard, but I am just one person and I have a team of uh, our leadership team and our ambassador team of youth kids and those guys are really working hard to, to do a lot of things and to get the awareness out about Rodeo Kids. But um, as you know, not many kids have money. So <laughs> um, it's just been awesome, the people who have stepped up to support. And if God does put it on your heart, if you've been listening to these podcasts or following Rodeo Kids or seeing what we're doing, um, I just want to encourage you to please reach out to us. There's a support page on the website, or if you have a different idea, of if a financial contribution isn't what you're looking at, but you'd like to do something else um, or talk about potential opportunities to volunteer, to be involved, please, please let me know. Uh, we want to keep this going. We love the Western way of life and the industry and the values and traditions and the moral standards, the praying and um, singing the national anthem and standing up and putting our hands over our hearts and all of that stuff that goes um, with rodeo and agriculture. And that's another thing that I want to make sure everybody understands too is uh, we are huge into agriculture here at Rodeo Kids. Rodeo is our vessel to reach agriculture. Less than 1% of the population feeds the rest of the world. And that is very alarming to us. My husband and I have a feedlot. We row crop about 2,000 acres. We've got horses, cattle, dogs, you know, all the things. Um, we make our livelihood on agriculture and we want our kids to be able to. And in order to do that, we have to continue preserving it and continue creating opportunities. So that's a lot of what has led into our shift and our true focus right now is on our scholarship program and making sure that we're able to create as many opportunities as possible for kids to go to these clinics and camps and lessons and to be able to build their network and, and grow their character and get closer to God because when we take them out of this industry and we throw them out into the world and if we're not the ones providing the opportunities for them, think about where they might end up, you know, and, and I don't want that. If, if they're here and they're interested and they want to be involved, by golly, I want them to feel like there's a place for them. And so that's what we're trying to do at Rodeo Kids. Uh, right now, the youth can go on and nominate themselves for a Rodeo Kids scholarship. So how they do that um, is they just go on to rodeokids.com backslash scholarships, fill out their own information, upload a video and a picture, and then we draw two kids per month. So 
as of this year, we've given away 16 scholarships. We're on month eight, so eight times two is 16. Um, so that's been fantastic to be able to provide that opportunity. Each scholarship averages around $400. Um, so that's, you know, $6,400 so far this year. And that's not an exact number, but some scholarships are a little bit more for those clinics or camps and some are less. And so that's just in that opportunity that we've already given away $6,400 in scholarships this year. And we would love to see that grow. But with that, we got to have the money to help it grow. So that's where our village comes in. And again, if it's on your heart to be part of that village, we hope that you will contribute. Another new thing that we're doing now is nominate a rodeo kid. So that means that anybody can go in and nominate an outstanding individual. If you know a kid in your association or in your rodeo village or family that is just a kind-hearted, good, all-around, hard-working individual who deserves a little extra recognition or who could use a little bit of help, maybe it's a youth or a family that's going through a hard time and you'd like to recognize them and, and gift them and bless them with some funds. Um, we can do that at Rodeo Kids. And so you can go on to rodeokids.com backslash nominate dash a dash rodeo kid, or just go under the scholarships button and click ro- nominate a rodeo kid and uh, fill out that application as to why you think that individual should receive a scholarship. And we will give them a voucher to attend a clinic camp lesson or educational opportunity. The last way that we have been doing things so far this year um, is we're teaching our ambassador team to give back as well. So we had a challenge a while back for them. And they got to work together for a month to make sure that they got a post, 31 posts put up during the month of July. And they actually exceeded it by like 10 posts. So it was pretty cool. I completely stepped away from social media for the month of July and those guys stepped up and it was a challenge. But at the end of it, they each got a $100 scholarship and then those who chose to do one more video, a drills video over the next week, also got an additional $50 to bless somebody else, Um, somebody that they knew, somebody that they didn't know. They got to choose how they wanted to bless another individual. They could also take from the $100 scholarship that they got for completing the challenge. Um, So say they got $150 total. They could keep 75 for themselves and give somebody else 75. So it was really cool to see what they did. You know, a couple kids went to clinics with their money that they were gifted. And we had one girl who paid for a rodeo family's entry fees for a weekend. We had another gentleman help um, pay for some medical bills and injuries of a rodeo cowboy who um, was got into a bad wreck in Cheyenne. So it's just really cool. And the power of giving back and being kind and being generous and and caring about humans, that's what life is really all about. And God has really put a lot about that on my heart over the past, well, couple of years, but especially over the last couple of months. And so as we get ready to talk about our topic about mindset, I also want to just give a little spoiler alert that it's about the people and loving one another as well. World changer, history maker. World changer, history maker. 
welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. Hey, hey. All right, let's get started with this mindset podcast. That is our topic of the day. And if you are listening to this, it probably means that you either are a rodeo competitor, have been a rodeo competitor, or are involved with somebody who currently is competing, like a child or a parent um, or spouse or somebody like that, Um, which is wonderful. We are so glad that you are involved in this industry and this sport, and we just love everything that it brings to the table, including the mindset um, and the mental games and the challenges that come with it. It is a bittersweet, beautiful thing, but I always try to remind myself that if I'm going to have challenges, and I'm going to, no matter what I'm doing or what industry I'm in, I'm thankful that this is where they lay. I'm thankful that this is the path that God put me on. And these are the challenges that I get to overcome and also that I get to share with other people. Now, I'm going to tell you the first secret in overcoming the mental stresses and worries and the mindset thing. It's there and it's not going away. It's always going to be there. It's just what you do about it, how you handle it, and the strategies that you implement to help you through the times that the devil gets in there and starts playing with your mind. He likes to take the puzzle that we're putting together when all the pieces are really just starting to fall into place, and he likes to come in like that little kid who doesn't have any manners and just terrorize it. That's kind of what it feels like sometimes. Um, And it doesn't matter what level you're at or what you're doing. Again, if you're rodeoing or just living life or working, there's always going to be those moments. And the sooner that we learn to accept that that's going to happen and don't pretend like life is just perfect, hunky-dory, wonderful all the time, the better off we're going to be. Um, I'm going to tell you a story, and if you guys have listened to this podcast for a while, you may have listened to this for a while, and this is going to be the first strategy that I personally have utilized in helping my mental game and my mindset be better in every aspect of my life. So when I was in high school, um, and a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this, especially in today's busy, busy, do, do, do world. So I was very involved in high school. I did choose to lay down two sports. I quit playing volleyball and running track, and I focused on basketball and FFA and speech and drama, and I was on the honor roll, and I was also doing um, five events in rodeo at the time um, that this event took place. And I just want to remind you guys to give yourself some grace because Five events in rodeo, like we have a tendency in this industry to lump it like, oh, I play basketball and I rodeo. No, you play basketball and you do five other sports on top of that with an animal or animals that can't speak, usually without a coach that's there to help you every day of the week during the season. It's just your parents and your parents are wonderful, but it's not the same as having a coach. And like we downplay the fact that when you are involved in all of that and rodeo, that you are actually involved in one to seven other sports that all take 
a unique set of skills to be able to accomplish. Okay, yeah, an athletic stance goes for every sport, you know, you can take that athletic stance that you learn and you can apply it to everything. You can take riding a horse and apply it to everything, but swinging a rope to tying a goat to maneuvering a horse going as fast as it possibly can around a barrel to getting on an animal with its own mind that's gonna buck and you don't know how, like, come on guys, we got to give ourselves some more credit. Um, So anyway, back to my story. I was involved in all of this stuff and I was just getting bogged down. I was really, I, I always try to do my best at everything that I do, whether it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I always try to do my best. And so I'm I'm here and I'm trying to do everything that I can and things things are looking really good on the surface. You know, I've got a boyfriend at the time who's really nice. I've got some good friends. I'm climbing in the standings um, for the High School Rodeo Association. I'm the president of the FFA chapter who just came off of a win at state. And, you know, everything's lining up. Everything's good. Except I was going crazy inside. I had so much on my plate and I was trying to do so many things so well that I just got overwhelmed. And one day I just, I just lost it. And I told my dad I hated him, which absolutely was not true. And still to this day is not. I've never hated my father. But when those words came out of my mouth and it was so hurtful to him and it was not true to me, the fact that I had allowed myself to get to that point that I was having feelings of hate and sadness and depression and frustration and all of that and I wasn't able to cope with it and that was the way I lashed out like I'm I'm thankful that's all that it was because I do see some kids who are who are crying for help in other ways and that's what it was it was a cry for help um and so from that experience, I remember I told him that and I slammed the door and I went outside and I was by myself and I knew I was just like, this isn't me. This isn't who I want to be. This isn't what I want to do. And I'm better than this. And so I dug deep and I just, I spent about two hours in the barn by myself. I cried. I did all the things, the super frustrated and whatnot. And then I came up with the idea that I had to take action because we often, We have this idea of what we're going to do, but if we don't put the action to our words, they're just words and nothing actually happens. Um, So I told myself that I was going to start replacing every negative thought that I had with two positive thoughts. And it was hard, and I realized just how many negative thoughts I was having. And they were everywhere, and they were all the time, and they were constant, and I could take any situation and put a negative twist on it. And that, my friends, is not healthy. So doing this exercise was really good for me. And I still to this day try to implement it. And some people say, oh, well, you just live in this perfect world. It even, it drives my husband crazy sometimes, but it keeps me from going crazy. And it also allows me to see the lesson in the hard times. I am not afraid to say, hey, I recognize or I acknowledge or I know this sucks. I know this event happened and it is not fun and it doesn't feel good. But what can I learn from it? How can I grow from this? 
And how can it serve me in the future? Why would God put me through this right now, whatever it is, to teach me, to grow me? What can I take from this to help somebody else down the road? And it has been a life changer just doing that. And so that was for myself. Um, but parents who are listening to, listening to this, one, I want you to really um, ask yourself, what are the words coming out of my mouth? to my children, you know, and they make a run or they compete or whatever it is, they come home from school and they're frustrated. Are you commiserating with them beyond the necessity? Are you adding to it? Do you maybe have this own habit of your own that you're creating negative thoughts in their mind and supporting this pattern of negative thinking? Um, It's just a question to ask yourself, like, Practice it for a few days yourself and just when those negative things come into your head, try to replace them with two positive thoughts. And then when you're talking to your kids, acknowledge like, okay, how how is this coming out of my mouth? Was that a positive way to say that or a negative way to say that? And how can I add a couple of good things that are coming from it? Again, I am not trying to sugarcoat bad things. I am not trying to say that bad things don't happen because they do and they are frustrating and life just sucks sometimes and we get to acknowledge that, not ignore it because that's not healthy. Uh, But we can also see the lesson. So that's the first thing, just seeing where you're at and saying, am I acknowledging and focusing on the negative or am I looking for the positive in this situation? So that leads us right into point number two, and this is something that I've really been working on, especially lately, and it is separating facts from feelings because it's really, really easy to get caught up on feelings, especially in this world right now and for the youth. They have such a challenge in front of them because they are fed so much information all of the time. I read a statistic or heard a statistic somewhere and maybe it's not factual because I don't know the source and I haven't found it again. I haven't looked really hard. But regardless, if you think about it, it's probably true that if you go back 100 years, the amount of information they received in a year, 100 years ago, is the same amount or less information than what we receive today in one year day. That means we are faced with so much more information. I mean, what they're getting in an entire year, we're getting in a day. Talk about confusing and frustrating and wow, like no wonder we're going a little wild and crazy right now in this world. And we could go down a whole rabbit hole of that. But what I want to focus on is having that much information is is cool. It can really serve us, but it can also, again, confuse us and make us really uncertain. And when we hear things um, or when we're a part of things, it's really important to find out what is fact and what is just the feeling that we got from whatever it is we saw. Because right now we do a lot of reacting on feelings. It's We're human and it makes sense. Um, but as we are working on trying to better our mindset and our mind game and and make life a more positive experience and be able to excel at a faster rate and 
and all of the things, we need to identify this stuff so that we're not overreacting or spending too much time focusing on things that aren't serving us. So now when we've been having conversations lately, um, the thing that we work on is, okay, like if you're happy and ecstatic, that's great. Like let's celebrate that and continue with that. But if we're going through a time where we feel like we're struggling and our mind is going a little crazy and we just want to pull our hair out and stomp on that sucker and put it in the dirt, um, (laughs) that's when we want to give time to vent. All right, there's a time that you just say, all right, get it out. Let a rip, tater chip, let's go. I want to hear it. I don't want you to have anything left when you're done. And that's important to do that sometimes because if we keep everything bottled up inside, then it can be just an explosion waiting to happen. So let whoever it is, or if it's you, find somebody that you trust to let it go in one ear and out the other, to know that it's not about them, it's just what's going on in your mind, and let that let her rip, tater chip, let her go. And then after that, you need to sit down in order to get through this and, and learn how to handle these things in a healthy way. Once you've gotten it off your chest, then you get to look at yourself in the mirror or write it down or talk it over with somebody and say, okay, what's factual here? What really happened? What was the event that happened? Like, let's even take, I hit a barrel. Okay, that's the fact. You just hit a barrel. That's it, period. That's what happened. So then we get to say, all right, that happened. And then this is the feeling that was created because of that. And then we get to figure out why that is. Why do I have that feeling? And is that feeling serving me? If it is, all right, let's move forward with that. If it's not, if that feeling that came from hitting that barrel turns you into a crazy emotional fire-breathing horse-riding dragon rider, then that's probably not healthy and it's not going to serve you or your horse in the future. So we get to step back and say, okay, my emotions may have taken over there and this is what happened and this is actually what I'm going to do about it. So the other part of this step is, all right, so we got to separate fact from feelings And then we have to add the solution. And that's the most important part of the step. So many people right now, and probably always, I'm just at an age that I'm really paying attention to this stuff, but there's so much finger pointing and so many problems and so much focus on problems. And I was reading the Tim Tebow book and he was talking about this in one of his books just the other day and how We want to focus on problems, but we don't want to be problem solvers. And if we're not going to be problem solvers, then how is anything ever going to change if we're just going to complain and complain and complain? So you have to identify the fact, the problem, just as it is with no emotion. Take, figure out what the feeling is and why you're feeling that. And then figure out the solution. If you are feeling, and this is what I saw happen a lot, like when I was um, a rodeo coach at the collegiate level, and I've seen it in other places too, but a lot of times when we have the reaction to whatever the fact was or the event that happened, it's because of other things that are going on. Maybe we're not doing very good at school. Maybe one of our friends just really hurt our feelings. Maybe... Um, 
maybe mom and dad are being very supportive and you're scared to go back to the trailer and get that ridicule. Maybe you're just struggling with your mental game and you are feeling hopeless and defeated and and maybe that's what it is, but it has really nothing to do with hitting that barrel. You just have all those feelings because of X, Y, and Z, and those need to be addressed on a different level. So just separating the fact from the feeling and then saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do about it. So say you've missed a lot of calves. The fact is that you missed your calf. Okay, what are three drills that you're going to do to fix it? What are three commitments you're going to make to practice through it? What are, who are three people you can call to coach you through that problem or whatever it is you're struggling with to get you to the next level? What action steps are you going to take to help you with that? What action steps are you going to, what actions are you going to take in your mind? What are you thinking when you're backing in the box? And what are you going to write down on a piece of paper, write down on your hand, tat, short-term tattoo on your arm or wherever it is to help you remember the steps you're going to take in order to execute the activity correctly. And then when it comes to dissecting the feelings, you just have to go backwards and say, all right, this is the story I tell myself when this happens. Because that's the other part of feelings. A lot of times, it's just this emotional stuff that we have that's been created over years and years and years and years and years. And it just turns into stories. And so sometimes... Um, one way that we've really learned in my family to address this kind of stuff is to say, this happened, this is how it made me feel, and this is the story that I'm telling myself when that event happened. So I hit the barrel, and the story that I told myself is that it was my horse's fault, and I felt like a failure, and if I would have done better in practice, or if I would have had better coaching, or this or that or whatever, whatever that story is, we need to address that and then say, okay, is that story true? Where did that story come from? And if you're the parent who's listening to this and you're trying to help your your child or whoever it is that you're coaching through this, you, we get to keep a level head and just be super supportive through this and say, it's okay that that's the story you're telling yourself. That's, that's fine. This is the story that I believe. This is what I, this is the story that I tell that I wish that you were telling yourself. This is the, this is what I believe in you. And that can make a huge difference in just figuring out what the story is behind the feeling, behind the reaction, behind the frustration and saying, but this is what I think of you. And it's up to whoever the individual who has the feeling to cre- to recreate the story. But sometimes I just have to have some help figuring out what that story even is that's causing the troubles with their mindset. So just things to think about and things to implement and ways to communicate better and to help each other through the mind game, the mind gym, the mind struggle, the mindset that comes along with um 
with life and being a human. So that leads us to the last thing that I want to talk about today. And oh man, I could talk about this stuff today. I am a junkie for self-help and mindset and all that kind of stuff. You know, we're always working towards that here. And so yes, I could talk about it all day. And if this is something that you've listened to and you say, hey, I need somebody to talk to and you're not sure who that person is or you don't feel talking, feel comfortable talking to the people who are currently in your circle at this time, hey, we are here. We are opening up the coaching calls again. So please um, feel free to reach out to me and I will do my best to, to help you out. So the last thing that um, I think is really, really important in our mindset and that I have loved really exploring myself this year in ways that I never understood before and also seeing how it's um, transforming our leadership team and bringing them closer together. It's finding a prayer group, finding a few people or just one other person that you trust who can pray for you, who can pray with you, someone who you can can tell what's going on and you know that they're not going to judge you and that they can pray with you through that. Somebody that you know can just bring God into your life and feel his presence. Since I have started doing that, it has been transformational. And like when you bring people together to pray over a situation and you just feel that community and that connection, like this warmth that just covers you and this veil of hope and thankfulness and gratefulness and it's in love. Like it's just amazing when you are struggling and you have somebody who grabs your hands and just starts to bring the Lord into your life. And and maybe you're not in person, but even just reading what somebody else is writing for you and, and knowing that that person is the vessel for God. I think that's the other thing that's important to remember in this is sometimes we put so much emphasis on that person that we start to treat that person like God and we take the words that come out of their mouth and we kind of skew them however we want to hear it Um, instead of saying hey I know this person has a connection with God in a way that he that can transform my life that that he can help me hear the things that I'm not hearing or she can she can help him send a message through her that that I'm gonna believe that I'm gonna trust and it's just amazing and and when you are being that person for somebody um it's seriously insane what can start coming through your mouth like I never used to believe in speaking in tongues or like I guess I did not believe I just had never experienced it and I didn't understand it and it was just kind of one of those things like, oh, yeah, okay, speaking in tongues. And I've never been one to like start speaking a different language or anything like that or words that don't make sense. But there are times that when I have prayed for other people, there are things that come out of my mouth that are not my words. There are thoughts that I don't even have, but words that come out and I know in those moments it's not for me. There have been times that like I say things and I'm not really sure. Like they don't make sense to me. But when it's all said and done, it made sense to the person that needed to hear it. 
God used me as that vessel and God will use you as that vessel as well. So I just, the last thing that I really want to encourage you guys to do is to get that prayer group and be part of it. The, uh, the other thing is sometimes, sometimes we like to be like, oh yeah, I've got somebody that prays for me, but I don't ever pray for them. And it's a two-way street, friends. Like we're in this together and that means that we both get to participate in this, not one person just taking and the other person giving. It's a two-way street. You want to give and receive. And so those are the things that I just want to encourage you with today, um, making sure that you work hard to replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Decipher the difference between the facts and the feelings of the things that happen in your life and get that prayer group. Guys, those are three things that we can do very easily to literally transform our lives and help help us level up in every way, shape, or form. So if you have any questions, again, if you need somebody to be that person for you, to say those prayers for you, to listen, I am happy to be that person for you. If you are wanting, if, if you're a, a young lady or a young gentleman and you would like to talk to another young lady or a young gentleman who might relate to you on another level, we have our Rodeo Kids Ambassador team that are God-fearing, hardworking, like they love the Lord and um, they're going to relate to you and they would be more than willing to to talk with you as well and pray with you. And so if you're needing that, please just reach out to us. Um, there will be information up on rodeokids.com about that. And so just head on over to rodeokids.com and find out under the coaching tab uh, about how you can sign up for a coaching session and just have somebody there to pray with you and to guide you through whatever it is you're going through. Um, and parents, this goes for you too. If you just need somebody to to talk to, somebody to, to help bounce around some ideas and to, to share and to pray, please reach out. That's what we're here for. We are all in it together. It takes a village. It takes a community. And uh, we are all God's people and brothers and sisters. And so let's work together and share that love. All right, everybody, that's all we've got for today. Safe travels, good luck, and God bless while chasing those gold buckle dreams. Mm-hmm.